It's time for Rhema for Today. Here's some things that the Holy Ghost is saying, said to me as I came here and, and stepped on this platform, you see. A lot of things in life, let me get it out just like it uh, to the best of my ability, uh, healing and a lot of other things in life sometimes seems so slow about coming or coming into manifestation. Now, the reason that they are slow is not because of God, because God's always now, present tense, hallelujah. And whatever God does is now, because he always lives in the now. God is never past tense, and he's never future tense. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we went into the archives and chose Kenneth E. Hagen's teaching series, How to Receive God's Best. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen with today's message. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, isn't Jesus wonderful? Don't you love him? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, here's something I want you to see. We've looked at these scriptures at various times. Uh, in 2 Kings, the third chapter, I, I want to preface some of my remarks with some scripture here. 2 Kings, the third chapter. Here we see the uh, several kings. Israel had been divided, you know. And uh, one king was still king of uh, Israel, and Jehoshaphat was king of Judah, Judah, and, uh, one of the tribes of Israel, and another, about two and a half tribes had gone one direction, you see, and they had a king, Israel had a king, but then they had a common enemy that came against them. And so uh, Jehoshaphat was the only one really that was following the Lord. So he said, well, let's just hear from the Lord. So they got uh, Elisha the prophet. And Elisha said in the 14th verse of this third chapter, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. In other words, he wouldn't do a thing. Well, but see, God did something even for these others that weren't living right because of Jehoshaphat. No wonder Jesus said, You are the light of the world, and you are the salt of the earth. You know, salt preserves. If it wasn't for us, this old world would be putrefied, wouldn't it? Amen. Amen. Now, he said, and now bring me a minstrel. The prophet said, now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Praise God, the hand of the Lord, the Spirit of God, you see. And he said, thus saith the Lord. And he went on to give the message that God had, had what God was saying. Praise the Lord. But bring me a minstrel. Uh, I, I wanted to emphasize the fact, you see, that singing is so important. Has such an important uh, part in the work of God, in the ministry. And, and uh, I had some things working in my spirit, but I just, I just wasn't there. And that's the reason I wanted him to come back and sing again or have some music. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so uh, we can learn something about the move of the Spirit of God. Now, turn over to Acts, see? Now, uh, I had some things working in my spirit, like I said, and, and I just couldn't quite come to that place to grasp it, to, to uh, 
it's sort of going around and around. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It's difficult to, to get spiritual things over to people sometimes. I mean, to get it out in the mental realm, the natural realm. And, and, and when she started singing, you know, he is the king. Praise God. That's what the Spirit of God said to me, have her to sing that. And then she picked up and just started singing without me even telling her. See, we ought, we ought to get tuned in with the Spirit. Praise God. Now, you see, that's the reason the prophet said, bring me a minstrel. You know, he is there talking to these fellows. Some of, them was, some of these kings was ungodly. Like I said, I wouldn't even look to you. wouldn't do a thing. It wasn't for Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. But now bring me a minstrel. He had to get that minstrel to plan before he can get back over here in this other realm. Amen. Are you listening? To yield the Spirit of God. And so then thus saith the Lord. So when he began to sing, then immediately I got it. Just, just like you snapped your finger inside. I, I, I saw exactly what the Spirit of God warned us to do. Now, turn to the 21st chapter of Acts now. Amen. And we'll have a background here. We'll have a, a, a preface, you see, for what we're about to do. Turn to the 21st chapter of Acts. Uh, Luke, you know, is the writer of the Acts as well as the writer of the gospel that bears his name. And he was uh, with Paul's company on this particular missionary journey. And he says, uh, Luke says, the seventh verse of the 21st chapter of Acts, and when we had finished our course from Tyre, we came to Polydemus and, and saluted the brethren and abode with them one day. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company, see, we that were of Paul's company, Luke and the whole company, departed and came unto Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, which, one was, which was one of the seven, one of those original seven, you know, was elected to... Uh, Help the apostles by serving tables and helping the people, and abode with them. The same man, that is Philip the Evangelist, had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. Now, just because you prophesy doesn't make you a prophet. You can see that just in a moment. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet. Now what he did, he took this, uh, you know, men wore robes in those days. And what he did, he took more of like what we'd call the sash, you see, which was, you know, a lot, a lot of times a bathrobe, you know, has a sash to it. And he took that, see, which was like a rope in a way, and bound his own hands, you see, tied them, in other words, and feet. See, sometimes the Holy Ghost will have you to illustrate something act something out. Are you listening to me? And so, he took uh, Paul's girdle, or sash you could say, and bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost. Now see, he's not prophesying. You see, what happens to us a lot of times is that, of course, people do prophesy, and it's, it's inspired utterance by the Holy Ghost. But he's just saying what the Holy Ghost is saying. In other words, he's bringing forth a word of wisdom, not necessarily prophecy. Now, you can prophesy and bring forth one, or you can just say, this is what the Holy Ghost is saying. In other words, he said, thus saith the Holy Ghost. This is what the Holy Ghost is saying. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hand of the Gentiles. 
And when we heard these things, Luke says, when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break mine heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also at die, to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And when he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done. Amen. Now, I want you to notice that uh, what he said here was, Agabus said was, uh, Thus saith the Holy Ghost. This is what the Holy Ghost is saying. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I want to tell you some things today the Holy Ghost is saying. See, we, we can take a text from the Bible and preach the Word. He may lead you that direction. An inspired utterance, even in preaching, is a part of the gift of prophecy, actually. All inspired utterance is a gift of prophecy. But uh, here's some things that the Holy Ghost is saying. Said to me as I came here and, and stepped on this platform, you see. A lot of things in life, let me get it out just like it uh, to the best of my ability. Uh, healing and a lot of other things in life sometimes seems so slow about coming or coming into manifestation. Now the reason that they are slow is not because of God. Because God's always now, present tense. Hallelujah. And whatever God does is now. Because He always lives in the now. God is never past tense, and he's never future tense. Someone could come Sunday night to the service out here and come to the altar and be saved. But in the mind of God, he got saved now. In the mind of God, he got saved today. For God is always in the now. He's always in the present tense. Never in the past or never in the future. Time with God, there is no such thing as time with God. Time is only limited to this realm in which we live. Now, in dealing with men, in dealing with humanity, the reason it takes time on our part is not because God's not willing to heal or God's not willing to bless and in many areas of life to lead and guide and direct. But men are slow in two areas. First, so many times are slow to believe. And yet you must believe what God is saying. And then not only believe what God is saying, but you see the agency by which his healing power and many other things are brought to pass in our lives is by the power of the Holy Ghost. Then the more yielded we are to the Holy Ghost, the more quickly it can come to pass. But the less yielded, the less cooperative we are with the Holy Ghost and to the Holy Ghost, the more time it takes. It's not that it takes God so long, but it takes us so many times so long. It takes us so long to get ready. It takes us so long to get ready to receive. It takes us so long sometimes to be convinced. This is the will of God for me, and this is the plan of God. And then it takes us so long to prepare. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagan's three DVD set, Love the Way to Victory. We're also offering Lynette Hagan's slimline book, Peace. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled, Where is God in My Storm? All these items at the special price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Guess what's on right now on the campus? Oh, our Christmas lights. <laughs> They've been on since... Uh, Thanksgiving? Since Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, the, actually, the Wednesday night before, before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yes. we turn them on yes. and they'll stay on. in the evening to 11 p.m. at night. 11.30 p.m. Yeah, 11.30 p.m. at night uh, through January 1st. If you're anywhere in in the area, they're worth the drive to come and see the Christmas lights. Uh, they're right here at, at Rama, right here in, on, in Broken Arrow, on Kenosha, in Broken Arrow. Yes. And actually, somebody said, I thought y'all were in Tulsa. Well, Broken Arrow is just a, a part of the Tulsa metropolitan area. area. Yes. And uh, you can actually go to, uh, to RamaLights.org and get all the information right there. And there's pictures there, but honey, uh, it does not oh, yeah. do the lights justice. Uh, Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, How to Receive God's Best. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.